You are listening to a Sunday sermon from St. Thomas Episcopal Church in Bellevue, Washington. We are a community that seeks God's presence, serves Christ and others, and grows together in faith. Welcome to our podcast. The following sermon was preached on the fourth Sunday in Lent, March 14, 2021, by the Reverend Lex Breckenridge, Rector at St. Thomas. First, 
Jesus is having with Nicodemus the Pharisee. Nicodemus is a leader of the people, a man who's accustomed to living a life of respect and privilege and empowerment. And yet, he's curious about this Jesus, this teacher who's working signs that point to an understanding of what God's doing in the world. So Nicodemus comes to Jesus by night. Now that's an important detail, hang on to that. We're told Jesus comes to Nicodemus comes to Jesus by night for this conversation and for uh, uh, an attempt to understand who Jesus is and what his works all about. And then Jesus gives him a surprising image. He reminds Nicodemus, and he says it's a teacher of Israel, about the story of Moses and the servants that Sarah just read a moment ago. The stone, hard-headed people in Israel were in open rebellion against Moses and his leadership. And so God sent a plague of snakes into the camp to show them the cost of being rebellion, the cost of complaining. Moses, you're in prize of the people, you're seized with God and ask, God, what should I do? And God says, Hey, what you do? You place a serpent on the end of your staff, you lift it high, and tell people, look at the serpent, lift it high on the staff. If they did that, their snake bites would be healed and they'd be protected from snakes in the future. And so, to this day, the serpent's coil on the head of the staff is a symbol of the healing arts. The Caduceus is a symbol of the medical profession. Jesus reminds me of that story and tells him that just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. So that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. The Son of Man, in other words, is medicine, gospel medicine. The Son of Man has come because God loves the whole world, all of it. That's a word that Nicodemus, the privileged, entitled, comfortable religious leader, needs to hear. God loves the whole world. Not just the ones who were members of the twelve. And then Jesus says something surprising. God doesn't come into the world with unity to condemn the world. No, God loves the world too much for that. God comes into the world to transform it and save it. All right, that's a lot to take And let's acknowledge that there's a great paradox here. Just as the people of Israel were required to look at the very thing that brought death in order to receive life, we're asked to look upon Jesus lifting up, by being lifted up in the crucifixion as part of God's plan to transform the world. Jesus' death brings new life. There's the paradise. So John's telling a big story here. A story about how an encounter with Jesus leaves an intelligent and accomplished man confused and shaking his head as he goes back out into the darkness. You know that tale? It's about how easily you and I reject the light when it's offered to us because of the way that it exposes the darkness. To believe then isn't about mental sense. In John's gospel, to believe means to trust. To trust in Jesus means to allow ourselves to be transformed by Jesus. 
And that first is in fact that it requires something of us. You know, think about it, you know, like, wouldn't you, are there plenty of times where you would rather not expose the darkness in yourself to the law? It's just, it's just easier to live with the darkness, even though, you know, there's, there's discomfort around it. At least it's not. You might not be afraid to expose it to the light, but you're afraid to expose it to, to others. We're afraid to be seen for who we really are. But, that, but who we really are is the very thing that God loves. And so it takes a great act of trust to allow the darkness in ourselves to be exposed to the light. But it's the light that heals, it's the light that transforms. That's what Jesus is telling you to be and so trusting Jesus means that that demands our first loyalty. Now, Jesus was publicly executed as an enemy of an empire. An empire, let's be clear about it, that was being served by lots of well-meaning, well-intentioned, very ordinary people. When we see Jesus lift up on the Roman cross, it invites us to ask the question of ourselves. Who do we serve? Do we serve Jesus, or do we serve the empire? Now, I'll tell you about brothers and sisters, I struggle with that question every day. Who do I serve? I mean, I want with all my heart to serve Jesus, but you know, I know way too often I serve something else, including the empire. That's, we talk a lot about privilege and entitlement, and I certainly, as a, as a, as a white male, and among the most privileged and entitled uh, on this planet. And I know that, uh, that even if it's only subconsciously that I serve the empire too often. And so I have to be in a constant state of, 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 of reflection and reimagination of what it means to serve Jesus from this very privileged position, which I was born in. I didn't even begin to earn this. I was born into it. And so, how can I serve Jesus? How can I let the darkness in me be exposed to light so that Jesus can transform that? That's the question I have to deal with, not just every day, every minute of every day. And I, I suggest that you do too, my dear sisters and brothers. So, one of the things I mean uh, is that when I say that trusting Jesus uh, means to, to, to come to I think the maybe trouble realization that God's promise for my life doesn't necessarily involve me being safe and secure. God's promise for my life doesn't mean that I get to be in control of everything, that I get to be in charge of everything. As much as I like to do. God's promise for my life doesn't mean that I get to uh, receive a lot of affection and esteem, even though I'm dying for it. Now, that's not God's purpose for my life. God's purpose for my life and for your lives is more than likely to call us away from all that and into some territory that might seem inconvenient and probably even strange. Which is why I think in the greatest chapter of God's gospel, we find Jesus taking his disciples to a Samaritan city, a place that's strange, a place that's small. A place whose residents and whose inhabitants are, are the enemies of Jews. So we find Jesus going to this strange place. So he and his disciples begin to the world 
For more information about St. Thomas Episcopal Church, please visit our website at www.stthomasmedina.org.